0: Welcome back to Tuning Fork. It's a podcast about music and the Pitchfork Media Hype Machine. I'm David.
1: My name is Matt.
0: We've got a special guest today. It's Zoe. Hi, Zoe. Hey, what's up, y'all? How's it going? It's going great. Uh, we've known each other for a long time. Uh, like several of our guests, we were all on the same uh, internet forums together, uh, revolving around the life of Neil Cicerega, Yeah, Cicerega, right. as, as one does.
1: If only Pitchfork weren't fucking cowards and reviewed any of his albums.
0: I I feel like if any they would review one of the Mouth albums cuz they them, just they yeah. just love a mashup. One of the Mouth
1: s- albums, like Spirit Phone should have gotten a review.
0: It should have. It's it's a really good indie pop record.
1: It's time for me to open my uh my my Beeb. So I'm just going to pop that. <laughs> uh we got uh Stack Brewing's Laser Hosen.
0: Ooh, that sounds amazing.
1: I'm, it's, it's it's a Dunkelweizen
0: It's Oktoberfest now so you gotta yeah, get exactly. into the German stuff
1: Yeah so I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely post a picture of the art On the Twitter later or on my Twitter And then Dave can put it on the Twitter Alright It's very good
0: <laughs> So uh Zoe so which uh Alvin did you want to talk about today
2: Uh well I'd really love to just talk about Treats from some, Slavos Some, some mm.
0: delicious sweets and treats
2: Yeah some some sweets Some treats
1: some... Not my sweets not my treats I'm gonna get them
0: <laughs> that video probably could pass as a sleigh bells song to be fair
2: yeah <laughs> I would love it if they wasn't that is that the Dilbert 2 guy who made those videos Is it the same dude I don't remember I don't remember their name
1: I, I don't think it's Cboy R.D. Because that's the Dilbert person.
2: Okay, <laughs> I want to see that guy make a sleigh bells music video.
1: I, there was a, like a brief period of time where people were choosing like really interesting people to make their music videos, and I think it's almost fallen out of vogue. And by interesting people, I mean just everyone got Eric Wareheim to make their videos. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. Did you mean just Eric?
2: Because yeah. wasn't there? There's like that three year period where he did the like Electric Field video. Uh, he
1: did some hell. He did the, direct.
0: The, uh, he did that the he Beach did House the, video. He,
1: yeah, he also did Pond de Floor by Major Lazer, which is the one that's just all daggering.
0: Yeah. <laughs> God. He did uh, We Are Water by Health.
1: Yeah, that's what I was thinking of.
0: Yeah, I think like- I was thinking of, of Myth by Beach House. That was the one with uh, Leland Palmer in it.
2: Oh, yeah, he oh, also yeah. He did some uh, tobacco music video, too. He's just everywhere.
1: How he- wasn't Beach House one of the bands on Twin Peaks The Return? I don't
0: know. Like yeah. that's a
1: perfect fit. I mean, I guess they had chromatics and they're filling like the same audio niche. Yeah, but like, come on, Beach House is right there.
2: <laughs> right.
0: Yeah. So Sleigh Bells, they uh, <laughs> they started in two thousand eight. Uh, Derek Miller, I think, moved to New York and he was playing around with some guitar stuff and experimenting with the sound. And he's like, he was like, apparently super obsessed with the idea of having a female vocalist, which I guess makes sense, but also that wording didn't make me super comfortable.
1: No. Yeah. I, I, I think it's like the uh, Caro Caro Benito was like the same thing. They're just like, we really just need a nice girly vocal for this. And I'm like, I, I see it works for you, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I appreciate the music you make, but the way right. you're approaching this makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> right. I feel yeah. like
2: for me a lot of it was like after hearing everything that went down with Crystal Castles, it was just like, okay, but what's going to happen with every other Indie duo. Yeah. Oh yeah,
0: Crystal Castles was extremely uh, another contemporary that I, I felt like was kind of in the same niche as Slaybell's was.
1: was. Yeah. There's at least two Crystal Castles songs on this album. <laughs> <laughs>
2: like, yeah. Just
1: straight up. Yeah,
2: it was really yeah. nice of them to, to give it over to them for a bit. Let them borrow the sound.
0: Yeah, I'd be okay with them just taking everything from Crystal Castles at this point.
1: Alice seems cool, but, you know. Yeah. Fuck the other one. Yeah, he's the one who's who's in the band still, so.
2: (laughs) Right. I'm genuinely surprised that he's still trying to keep it going.
0: Yeah, it's a little bit like, it's kind of like uh, how Dave Longstreth is still trying to keep Dirty Projectors going.
1: (laughs) Yeah, despite everyone, like, oh, I wonder why all the female vocalists kept leaving your fucking band, dude. (laughs)
0: Uh, The world may never know.
1: The world may never know. Uh, so this uh this album yielded an 8.7 and best new music from treats upon its release in may of 2010
0: yeah and they were like super hyped for it uh because um they'd been uh the band had been dropping like some really kind of groundbreaking singles for the for the few months before the album dropped
1: yeah i think it had been like uh the crown on the ground review that was from
0: october in yeah
1: october 20- 2009 yep. And I, I believe it ended up making their top tracks of 2009 as well.
0: Yeah, um, it was it was best new track and uh, back when they had they that, they were they were extremely like, "Holy shit, this is so noisy and loud," which just proves the idea that Pitchfork has tiny baby ears to me, right?
1: <laughs> I mean, at least the uh, Mark Richardson who wrote the review like managed to name some other people who are loud. Yeah, he does and them really now. And, and, he does throw down a
2: wolf eyes reference which sure i guess right
1: yeah and also and also boredoms and also andrew wk as like the loudest that that, those are some good picks i wouldn't really compare them to sleigh bells in any way other than the fact that they all make rectangles
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah they're rectangle smiths
1: Mm -hmm. i mean i like a good rectangle i do too Sometimes it's nice. Just give me
0: just give me a square wave. That's that's the song.
1: Yeah. So the review was uh, was Mark Richardson, as I said. Uh, It's like a pretty boilerplate review. He seems really excited about pretty much everything on the album. Never really comes with anything even reproaching criticism. Not really. No. Like he says that they managed to extend their formula across eleven tracks without it wearing thin. Um, I mean, the tracks that they they, there are a few tracks where they kind of uh, move from the formula, and I feel like those don't work but we'll get to those when we get to them. But, like, they talk about, like, the fact that it's very sample-heavy, although this is one band where, like, the samples aren't as readily identified by the internet other than the really obvious one. Yeah, it was really... uh, So I have no fucking idea what some of them are. They might just be, like, their own synths, but I don't know how much Derek Miller uses arpeggiators, so...
2: Yeah, that's the part that was confusing to me. I I, I feel like I didn't realize how much of this was sampled, because it's it's so just, like... I guess produced or affected with that signature sound or whatever you want to call yeah. it. But it just never felt like it. Always felt like I just assumed he was, you know, making all of it. And, yeah, exactly.
1: Like the one, yeah. the one thing that became that that seemed like the obvious sample was the obvious sample. But even then, like I listened to the sample today and listened to the track, and it's like they modulate the hell out of it. Oh yeah, they're not just like, using. They're not just using a straight sample.
2: No way. There's a lot oh, no. of like, and there's like a lot of stuff that's added into it as well. That that
1: yeah, yeah like really, the claps.
2: There's some like, there's like yeah. a, there's like a melody in the back. It sounds like a, well, when we get to it, I'll probably talk more yeah. about it. I've just been listening
1: <laughs> yeah. to it a lot. <laughs> I do like, uh, the visceral thrill of treats may not last forever, but neither does life. Right now, this feels like <laughs> living it. And I'm like, okay, okay, take it down a notch there, Mark. Right. Yeah, but at least at that s- was,
0: at least that was the last line of the review. Yeah.
1: I mean, it seems like kind of a prescient line because like sleigh bells were, are basic, are considered a band of diminishing returns by many. But yeah, sh- like I, a, they came so, out
0: the gate really, really strong.
1: So I know you have a soft spot for the next album.
2: That next album is just so good. I do I don't yeah, know. I, just, I feel like it never got it the never. Right. Well. Yeah,
1: it never caught on for me. Uh, I really like the song "Comeback Kid," but yeah. uh, the rest of the album didn't really hold this strong for me.
2: I feel like if I feel like I'll, I feel like people start to appreciate Reign of Terror more now that bands like Sheer Mag are starting to blow up because yeah. like... I don't know. I feel like when that second album came out, everyone was so much expecting like kind of more in the style of treats where it felt like they were more just kind of keeping it loud, but moving into a different realm.
1: Like a popier yeah. realm. Cause like, yeah, Comeback Kid is a lot more like <clears throat> sugary than yeah. most yeah. of, uh, than most of the stuff on treats.
0: And every, every, it seems like every like noisy pop band eventually went for higher production values while keeping kind of the same songwriting intact. Mm-hmm. Um, like uh, the like landlord Nathan Williams did that, and <laughs> and No Age did that, and uh, yeah, it, it was it was just a thing that uh, I feel like kind of had to happen for the world to move forward.
1: Yeah, and yeah, no, I I know that a lot of people are claiming sleigh bells as influence in like more recent music, so I feel like it's just like the waves just coming back on them now. Yeah, and that's why it's a really good time <laughs> the to waves
0: talk. coming back.
1: Nice. Hopefully Waves never comes back because he's too busy <laughs> landlording. He's gotta collect that rent. Uh, Just kidding. It's fucking passive income. He literally doesn't have to do anything. Eat shit, Waves.
2: He's afraid of heights is the thing. Dude, <laughs> he better be.
1: Um, but yeah, no, I know that a lot of people compare Sleigh Bells to 100 Gax, who I know nothing about.
0: I've never listened to. listened to a single song by them. But they seem to come up in every episode for the last like three episodes. They seem to
1: come up because they're they're like, they're in vogue right now.
2: Yeah, that's real. Uh, I will say, and I'm not, (laughs) I feel like I've also heard it a lot. I don't know. I'm not going to claim this to be true, but every time I listen to Black Dresses, I also feel like those are people who maybe listened to Sleigh Bells and thought it was good. Yeah, sure. I mean, if
1: I was making music, I'd probably try to make something that sounds a little like Sleigh Bells, at least. Yeah, because I like I like sounds that are loud, and I like breathy girl pop vocals. So it's either I'd be making sleigh bells or I'd be making PC music. <laughs> oh my god!
0: Yeah, Carly Rae Jepsen join a PC music band challenge.
1: That for seriously, That'd she be needs tight. to
2: just get Sophie doing production work.
1: She did a song with Danielle Harl and it slapped. So
2: there you go. Which song? That's
0: the ultimate. That's the ultimate Matt Tuning Fork band.
1: It really is. <laughs> so should we start getting into these tracks?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the overarching, like, aesthetic of the album seems very, like, middle school to high school based. Oh, yeah, yeah like, for sure.
2: Oh, absolutely. We're looking
0: at the, uh, the album art right now, uh, as well as, like, the inserts, and all of the, all the lyrics are written in, like, the handwriting of a seventh grader with, like hearts
1: hearts over the eyes
0: yeah hearts and stars over the eyes and stuff like that it's really good colored colored pencil drawings inside of like a marble notebook type yeah it's really good
1: it's such a good aesthetic to go for
0: the the disc labels uh one side is uh, is alexis krauss at like two years old and the other side is Derek miller at about the same age
1: they're just little babies
0: I can't say I have
2: the vinyl on this one. So
1: No, me neither. I now that I'm looking at it though, I kind of want it.
2: <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it probably sounds good. I was actually realizing I have like a few bells things, but I don't actually own any of their records at this point.
1: Dang. Sad. Um I do love that the the um the track list is was like covered in like Lisa Frank stickers.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: It's real good. Um the first track's called Tell 'em.
0: Tell 'em.
2: Tell 'em. Tell em.
1: Okay. Sleigh Bells, tell them. <laughs> um, I, uh, I pulled up, I, I had deleted my last FM a couple of years ago, but for posterity, I took a screenshot of my top artists and top tracks. Uh, Sleigh Bells' only song that reached into my top 20 was Tell Them, with 117 plays. And for me, that's a lot, because <laughs> my top track is Battles Atlas at 169, so nice. like it's nice. very up there. Um, and <laughs> when Treats was released as a single, back when like uh they would actually just put out an mp3 that you could download instead of just putting it on spotify or some dumb shit like that. Um I think yeah, I played it like 60
0: circulated around the blogs. Yeah, you exactly. Have to get I played it, from
1: it the in like in
2: Sound Weekly mixtape.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um I played it like 60 odd times in a row right away. I fucking love this track.
0: It's really good. It's the best. So do you want to give your uh your two cents on it?
2: Yeah, I love it. It's one of my favorite intros, I think, to most albums. I, I, I've i been really appreciating songs that just, like, come in fighting. And yeah. I feel like just that first hit with the drums, it's just like, okay, whoa, we're in it. We got the tree.
0: This was the song uh, that they opened their set with at uh, Pitchfork 2010. And immediately, like, after they were done with it, everyone was, like, screaming at the sound guy that it needed to be louder. <laughs> God, and I'm pretty sure that it legally couldn't be, because
2: Chicago has rules about that.
1: Yeah, an outdoor venue in the dead center of a city, I don't think you could get away with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Man, I'm trying to pull up the track list when I saw them at the Meriwether, because I feel like, yeah, they were significantly louder than any other band that night, because I don't think they had such limits. That's a bummer that you can't experience it at the maximum loudness.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I really like that this song's lyrics are all like repeated couplets. Like Yeah, it's they're the no- same line twice. They're nothing lyrics, but yeah. I do I do like that one of them is Did You Do Your Best Today? Um this was um I, I put this song on my on my wake up playlist for a couple of years.
2: <laughs> oh, that makes sense. It's such a it, good it one to wake seem, up for.
1: It does, does really... seem a lot more
0: positive of a sentiment than uh, a lot of popular music that Pitchfork mm-hmm. loved at the time
2: yeah, uh, I... had. Yeah, it's got a lot of like really nice positive affirmations. Like, did you do your best today? Do you really want to be that way? It's like, yeah. Oh. It's a good one. Yeah. Your, your Monday motivator.
1: <laughs> and yeah, the Did You Do Your Best Today is followed by the end of the song, which is You Can Do Your Best Today. And I'm like, fuck yeah, I can, dude. And then I went and fucked everything up. Because that is when I dropped out of school. Right. It's fine. It's fine. Um, yeah. Keep I, thinking I,
0: cocaine champagne, cocaine champagne, cocaine champagne. I'll be real. I, I did not know what those
1: words will, were until I looked at them just now. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's the one part of the song that's not repeated uh, twice.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Genius. Genius has it as uh, as manage your heat, but it's manage yeah. your beat, right? No, it is heat. Okay.
0: It is heat. Yeah.
1: Wow, the, there's actually a correct lyric on on Genius, then.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, different folks may have uh, edited Genius on this one.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I feel like getting into the lyrics on this album is, is kind of just like a fool's errand. We could talk yeah. about them, but do we really need to?
0: I think it's kind it's of... More f- it's more a feeling than words. Yeah,
1: like, one thing that's worth talking about is how Alexis Krause's voice sounds with all the sounds around her.
2: Yeah, like, I...
1: It sounds, like, soft and poppy the whole time. It never, like, reaches into clipping range unless she is screaming, which she does do on a couple of tracks. And, like, it, it always sounds like she's not putting a ton of effort into the into the singing. Like, it's very laid back. Um, it seems like the kind of thing that is impossible to reproduce properly live, but I've never seen Slaybells live, so I couldn't tell you.
2: Uh. Yeah. I feel like she did a good job when I saw it. That was the one thing that's always really impressed me is that it feels like she has a really good control over like how she is sounding among all of that noise.
1: Yeah. Like you have to have such good control and then also you have to have your mixer set up so well that you're not picking up like just feedback of all the other sounds on the stage to actually get her vocals to come to come through cleanly. Yeah,
0: she rises above Short King Derek Miller. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, especially cuz every
2: like when I saw it she had eight-inch heels on. Yeah, she would. She would. <laughs> yeah,
0: which makes um, which makes crowd surfing a little bit on the uh, dangerous side, but they never seem to be uh, really concerned about their own safety, at least in those early shows. I yeah. mean, I
1: also wouldn't be concerned about my safety if I had the opportunity for crowd surfing Alexis Krause I'd be like yeah I'll, I'll risk taking an 8 inch heel to the to the noggin
2: <laughs> oh I absolutely <laughs> did that's exactly what happened <laughs> Yeah, <me>. yeah. <laughs> I. so I was literally like front center stage it was the best one of the best concerts it was like James Murphy did a DJ set sleigh bells and then hell or not hell hot chip Oh um, yeah nice yeah, like Alexis Kraus is trying to do like some crowd serving thing, and she's trying to reach out in the crowd. Her her heel goes out, and yeah, eight inch stiletto heel just like went right into my shoulder, and I just kind of like crumpled <laughs> under it because it went like right into my clavicle. She felt oh, so god, bad. She no. immediately like was like, "Oh my god, are you okay?" It was very funny.
0: That's that's where you that that's where she like injected Slade Bell's fandom into your into your bloodstream.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I like that I like that between this and the Japan Droids episode we both talked about getting shoulder injuries from crowd surfers <laughs> at concerts. Yeah. It just happens. It's just it does. You just
2: gotta get used to it.
1: But yeah, I like Tellum is like in the like even though I do like the rest of this I do love the rest of this album, I'll say. Um, it's in the pantheon of first tracks that go way too hard. And that True. I will just I'll just start repeating it instead of going to the next one, even if I like the next song.
0: Speaking of the next song, oh, yeah. kids.
1: Both of them to name this song "Kids" when MGMT "Kids" was popular, right? True.
0: This was this was 2010.
2: Was this
1: the same? I mean, MG- MGMT "Kids" came out in 2007, but nonetheless was still very popular in 2010.
2: I feel like 2010 was when I was listening to MGMT and not 2007. Because when did yeah? Uh, when did that what was it called oracular...
1: Whatever. Two thousand seven. It came out near the end of the year. Oh wow. Why did the I one, think that came out? The one with
0: uh the one with electric feel on it.
1: Yeah, and then their next album came out in two thousand ten. So it might have just been like a revival kind of moment. Oh, that's when the song cool. bright that's the one with Brian Eno on it. There you go. Congratulations. Uh, yeah. Good song. Uh, Kids was originally called Beach Girls on their self-titled EP that came out the year before. I think that's really the only change from the demo, isn't it? I don't think there was much the else. Demo,
0: the demo had the, a synth chord that repeated in the background. It was like, pew, 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 pew.
1: Is that not on here? I thought it was just no.
2: mixed way the hell down.
1: The yeah, hell I think down. it's just way lower.
0: Yeah, it was like it... the the main thing in the demo.
1: Cuz that's like the uh that's the same rhythm that the that the o's and the drums are going to. So I imagine it's just there but quieter. Yeah. And yeah, I'm looking at the lyrics and you sure can't hear these. <laughs> um because her vocals have like the chunkiest wettest reverb on them of all time. Like <laughs> folks, wet albums are back. And we're here with sleigh bells. And um, it was a Wednesday. I think you hear it like six times layered on top of itself.
0: Yeah, you do. And there's it also was like... It was a Wednesday, 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 Wednesday.
1: I got the kool-aid, kool-aid. I hear the kick drum, kick <laughs> drum, talking to my baby, baby. Yeah, I want exactly. to feel the ocean, ocean, put on suntan lotion, lotion. Hear the sun glow, 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 glow. <laughs> I would like to imagine that instead of putting reverb on her vocals, she just sings it like that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> She she has four different voices that she can activate at any given time.
1: Yeah, of course. Like the just just doing it. Just multi voicing it. Um and then yeah, the bridges are all just recordings of young girls talking. Do I need a vacation? Did I forget my sunglasses? Nope. Got 'em. Got Thanks, em. <laughs> Yeah. That's like la, la, la.
2: one of the biggest earworms is that nope, got 'em. For me. Like, yeah, I, no, it's yeah. very good. It'll <laughs> be three in the morning and that just pops into my head.
0: Anyone else ready to go
2: to the beach with their girls? <laughs> yeah. It's just it's still hot girl summer, I guess.
1: Whenever kids I got them. we we got them the four walls and Adobe slats and now we're just gonna bring them to the beach.
0: We're gonna get sunglasses and Kool-Aid for our girls.
1: <laughs> yeah, well they really I do, do love- they they every- pull out the Kool-Aid <laughs> line a lot. Yeah. Every uh every like section of this song has its own little little drawing next to it on the liner notes, and it's very cute.
0: Yeah, watch out for sea glass. Watch out for jellyfish.
2: Little jellyfish drawing.
1: I oh, like there's a little boombox <laughs> next to radio. It also yeah. just seems like wildly unnecessary to have like the girls talking as written as lyrics on the lyric sheet, but they sure do have them. <laughs> kind of, it kind of, it kind of ruins the uh, the mystique of them because you can really tell they were produced afterwards right, when you yeah. have that kind of clip in there. The the
0: the handwritten lyrics to especially this one does make it read a lot more like. Uh, a middle school poem.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I would say this looks more at home in like your school's like a lit creative
0: bag. writing uh, <laughs> class exercise.
1: But yeah, this was this one I never really liked as much. Um, possibly just because it doesn't go quite as hard, and also because the reverb kind of just makes me nauseous. It's yeah. too it's too wet. See, I always, <laughs> I
2: always really liked this one. This is one of my favorites. I think in part though that that beat especially reminds me a lot of like a DMX song, like. Oh sure, uh, like that synth line, especially that you're talking about. That's in the background. It's it reminds me so much of the horns from like Party Up in Here. Yeah, I like, know
1: that works.
0: It looks like they did have a saxophone, trombone, and trumpet on this, on yeah. this song.
1: Where, where, <laughs> where are those? I'm guessing I, they're I, just
0: I, buried in the in the mix. Like, it's probably just guitar. for the uh,
1: for the bump bump bum I can I can understand yeah. there being a horn in there. Yeah, it's a lot of noise. It just sounds like they're using the orchestra hit. Oh He's yeah, in? that's,
2: that's just what I was I wonder if they were trying to make one of those like little stabs.
1: Like yeah. if you're if you're if you're gonna fucking brick wall your production that much, you might as well just use the orchestra hit button instead of hiring someone to play an instrument. Like
2: there's, I'm
0: right. looking at the credits. That's like hiring Joanna Newsom for your uh, for your nervous cop record.
1: <laughs> you can hear three notes of harp over the drums.
0: <laughs> right.
1: Now we're Do we moving have anything on. Anything
0: else about kids?
1: No, we just... got Riot Rhythm.
0: Riot Rhythm.
1: You got a mark. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's the uh, chorus.
1: Yeah, I know, I really like this one.
0: I do too. Yeah, it's, it's I was listening to it in the car earlier today. It's good uh it's good driving music.
1: I think the the bridge is probably one of my favorite parts of the album just because of the way the vocals are mixed. Cause they have the the combination between the, the soft voice of Alexis Crouch and also the, the cheerleader chant Alexis Crouch. So, for the Dear Heart, Don't Stop Fighting rhythm, yeah. Ride the Lightning, it's not hell or heaven, just like Riot rhythm. Doesn't mean anything, but it's provocative. It gets the me going. It's like,
2: it's just pure pep rally, but in like the best way.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is one of the pep rallyest songs on the album, and there are a lot of them. Um, like, yeah, this one, and
2: I mean, yeah, actually, you
1: know what? Crown on the ground, too, really, a little bit. And straight A's. Yeah, for
2: a, sure. Definitely straight A's. A, B, Machine would 100% be one of those, like... Yeah, yeah. Playing as you're walking into the gymnasium-type songs.
0: The There was a line in the Pitchfork review that stood out to me, not necessarily having to do with this song, but just kind of in general, um, about how they, like, were immediately a buzz band because they lived in New York. They... And they played hip shows for important people. And from the beginning, the online chatter has been almost as deafening as the guitar tones. Like that, people, that just, people latched onto this shit right away because it was like cool and new and they wanted to get in on it.
1: Yeah. If only they stayed. Not to say that clout chasers don't still exist, but it seemed yeah. like the, the pitchfork media hype era was particularly bad for just like everyone things didn't necessarily get boosted because people liked them but because they thought people would like them yeah like it almost it's it's like it's it's people wanted to be ahead of the culture more than they wanted to enjoy anything
0: yeah they were trying to be responsible for a trend
1: yeah which is why you'd often get things that have like either really good pre-release press and then bad album review or like first good album review and then lackluster follow-up reviews because they're expecting i don't know what they're expecting they're expecting something of either the exact same or they're expecting something different because like, uh, lackluster sophomore reviews would would be one of those two categories, right? Yeah. yeah. It would be like, they did the same thing again, or they didn't do the same thing again.
0: <laughs> yeah, you have to hit that pitchfork sweet spot of just different enough without being completely different.
1: Yeah, or you could just be the national. You could keep putting out the same album, <laughs> but it's fucking good, so it's fine.
0: Infinity guitars.
1: <laughs> Whoa. Whoa.
0: Let's talk about Infinity Guitars, actually.
1: Okay, I just want to talk, this this is one of the songs that was on their EP, Mm -hmm. and And it's almost the exact same song, until the last verse, they have this (laughs) fucking huge drop, where it goes from rectangle to square, because it gets (laughs) so blasted out, and I didn't hear that version until I was listening to the album, the literal day it came out, like just after midnight and everything. And, and it sent that,
0: your nuts to space.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it, it knocked my nuts clean off. They're still, like, in orbit around the planet right now. My nuts <laughs> were blasted into space. They are in low-Earth orbit. They have not returned to me yet. That is the power of the dr- fucking drop in this song. I'm not yep. going to be all fucking where's the drop Skrillex comments on... on uh, Was it Avril 4 or was it Flim? I'm trying to remember which Apex Twin song it was.
2: Uh...
1: It must have been Flim. It was
2: Flim. It was one. No, it was. It was absolutely Flim. I know exactly what you're talking about. It was Flim.
1: Yeah, but like, okay. God, every time I listen to the like the EP version, I'm like, "Where's the fucking drop?" <laughs> yeah, I yelled that, and, yeah. and Looker ran at me because I think he was concerned.
2: <laughs> he's he's got to find that drop. He's got to look for it. Yeah,
1: Looker's looking for the drop right now. Um. So, but yeah. So what do you think about
2: the video for this song? I don't know if I've actually seen the music video for this song. I've only ever seen the one for, um, real, real or ring ring. Okay.
0: Yeah. The video for this one is, uh, Derek and Alexis, like they pull up in some sort of muscle car. They get out and he's got his, he's got his guitar. I think it's like an Explorer or something. And she's got, uh, a letter jacket on and like, uh, bright red lipstick and smoky eye makeup and a baseball bat. (laughs) Yeah, it's <laughs> they just start like aggressively walking towards the camera and then like shit starts catching on fire and exploding all around them and it's just very like balls to the wall in your face the entire time.
2: Hell yeah. I'm looking. I'm going to have to look at this real quick. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at some stills from this. This is this is 100% <laughs> the look. This looks like the same alleyway for that uh Black Moss Super Rainbow video.
0: Oh yeah, uh Windshield Smasher. Yeah.
2: It's my Halloween costume yeah. is here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you you got the mask. I didn't.
2: Yeah, somewhere I gotta unpack it. Still, I love all of these sleigh Bells music videos because they're all pretty much following the same plot. Because you described that, and I genuinely thought you were just describing the real real music video. <laughs> yeah,
1: I well they they have a they have a particular aesthetic niche. They do and I feel like it would be strange to deviate from it in any way. Uh, this is another one where the genius lyrics do not match the lyrics that are in the. Uh, in, In the, the liner, liner notes. Yeah. I mean, they do very much say the word whores, but they don't say they dumb do. whores. They say deaf whores. Yeah. And,
0: which, and they, I'm not sure what they're getting at there, but they probably aren't getting at anything.
1: Yeah. And, well, I mean, like, the lyrics on Genius say street wars, straight men, but it's apparently straight wars, straight men, which doesn't actually make any sense, so. Who I don't starts we, wars but the straights? Yeah. I mean, let's, let's just not think <laughs> about these lyrics too hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because they don't actually really make any sense I mean, No, and that's fine Yeah, you
2: just, you just gotta yell them out Really loud, out of like a Camaro
1: Yeah, and the <laughs> thing is If you say the wrong words, but they have the right Vowel sounds, no one will notice Right And I think I think that's basically just what happened with the genius lyrics They're like, yeah, it sounds close enough
0: This album is mostly vowel sounds
1: Yeah, and <laughs> I, I feel like I also feel like it could be a little like the Animal Collective Strawberry Jam situation, where they just wrote the wrong ones in their liner notes. Yeah, like, that's fair. You could say that those are the words, but it's clearly not what you're singing, David.
0: <laughs> Mister Portner.
1: Mister Portner. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Uh, yeah, and, t- and I really, really like the um, the step clap beat that they use. That that's the basis of this song. It's just, oh yeah, it really has a good rhythm to it. And yeah, of course when the when the drop comes in with the guitar like squealing <laughs> feedback and then it just Ugh. my headphone my headphone cans just shoot needles into the center of my brain and inject that dopamine right in.
0: Yeah, I think I'm going to have to edit in just a clip of that drop into it's this episode. So...
2: Please if you could. <laughs>
1: And if you could get if you could get some foley of my nuts being sheared from my body and being flung into space, you know, just try to slap a couple of stakes and you'll get a good, a good effect.
2: Throw in that sound <laughs> from when Team Rocket gets launched.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bing! <laughs> Alright, now we're getting into the songs that I don't like as much.
0: Yeah, it dips a little bit in the middle, but we've got Run the Heart
3: next.
2: I feel like "Run the Heart" was still strong. Yeah,
1: I didn't like it for ages. I do like it a lot more now, just because the um, the part right before the chorus, "You take a heart, I can take out two. You take a heart, I can take out you," and then they have like this, like. like, a kind of, like, a pounding a pounding beat in the background of it. And then the chugging guitar comes in. And I'm like, okay, that fucking rules. It does. Right? Also, that just sounds like a perfect, like, teenager taunt. Yeah. This is a very taunting song.
2: Yeah, it feels very, like... It feels very mean. I, I, I really wish that I could know, like, what the split up of who was writing which songs or who's responsible for which lyrics. Because this one, I think, knowing that, like, Reign of Terror was more... Alexis contributing to the lyrics. I wonder if this is like a song that she got to take over on because this feels very like thematically different from a lot of the other songs.
1: You know what? I would never consider the fact that Derek Miller wrote any of these lyrics, but I guess that he might have.
2: (laughs) He, I'm pretty sure. I remember, like, he wrote like most of the first album by himself, like lyrics and all.
1: Okay, okay. maybe I'm wrong. It, It has a
0: really like playground playground taunt, playground rhyme type of vibe to it.
1: Yeah, and I always think that's the best stuff on this album is anything that fits that mold. Yeah. Um, But I just, after Infinity Guitars, it it always felt like a weaker song, but I I guess it's kind of just to bring you down after that one. It's It's got a
0: sample that sounds like My Girls.
1: It does have a sample that sounds like My Girls. Or maybe it's Frankie Knuckles and My Girls didn't sample (laughs) it, but this one did. Who knows?
0: Um, Who sampled definitely doesn't.
1: Who sample doesn't fucking know anything? Um, but it's like this song, uh, it has the chugging guitars. It has like a, pa- a like a pounding bass rhythm. It never quite gets as loud, but I think that's actually really to its benefit um, yeah. as a as yeah. kind of cool off.
2: I agree, because I feel like especially those first four are just like all pretty hard and pounding. Like it's good yeah. to have something where you get to take a breath.
1: And it's- yeah, it uses a nice rhythm guitar, which is always fun just to have some chugs in there. Get, get the metal heads on it.
0: Jugga jigga (laughs) wugga.
1: Dentist.
0: Jugga jigga wugga. Deli style. Jugga jigga wugga. Welcome to the stick, everybody.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They're called Brain Krieg. They got last place.
0: Brain Brain Krieg and Tarantula, I feel like, would really be fans of
2: Slaybells. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And Limousine. Let's be real. Well, Slaybells would probably have been fans of Limousine.
1: (laughs) Slaybells might as well just be she likes cloth. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah sloshy sloshy and she likes cloth uh shared a bill or two with sleigh bells i think if yeah, you please. said
1: that to someone i'm sure someone would say it in affirmative they're just like yeah that sounds about right that sounds like that sounds like 2010 pitchfork era right like oh i, I saw was. him at
2: riot fest
0: <laughs> oh i see a cat claw coming underneath the door
1: uh-oh that's toff is Tough one in does toff want Toph. to hang out
2: <laughs> does Tough want to talk about running the heart i think she wants to talk about rachel
1: Fucking ha- I hate the synth in this song
2: <laughs> My name's Rachel
1: Rachel please don't go to the beach don't go Please stay with here with me Sadly
2: don't just stay here Stay here with me sadly <laughs>
0: Yeah I don't, I'm not really sure what the, what the idea behind this song Was in the context of the rest Of the album like taken by itself It's fine but it doesn't seem like It really fits
1: they definitely have The wrong lyrics for verse 2 It has it says rinsing fish We cry in our sleep I don't I don't think that's the words buddy.
0: No, it's drench in bleach we cry in our sleep.
1: And lightly instead of softly. Yeah, no, this person was not listening because it's clearly not rinsing fish. <laughs>
2: rinsing
3: fish. <laughs>
1: you know, knife goes in, guts come out.
0: That's what Slay Bells Rachel is all about.
1: Um, but yeah, uh, like again, like lyrically, it's whatever. Like I'm not here to discuss lyrics with the Slay Bells album. Yeah. Uh, I really like the way her vocals are tuned. Uh, it's very kind of shoegazy. It seems more like distant than like some of the more upfront vocals on other parts of the album. And the yeah. one thing I don't like is how dissonant the synth sounds because it sounds like a fucking jock jam synth. Like it's it's about to turn into pump up the jam, bum, Yeah. Bum, bada, yeah. Da, 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 da. It's like boop 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 boop. I mean, like. I can imagine like you're doing like a like a cheerleading show and this song would come on to just be like the the bridge between like the the group sets and it's just like one girl doing a sad dance with a ribbon.
0: <laughs> if sleigh Bells did a full Jock Jams album, I feel like it would be good for their general yeah. aesthetic.
1: I would yeah.
2: appreciate that. I would love it if they just covered Jock Jams.
0: Yeah, they could do get ready for this. They could do pump up the jam.
1: They could do. Uh... They could do Space Jam.
0: Yeah, I'd listen to it.
1: Yeah, but yeah no it always struck me as like a weak point of the album especially when one of the best songs is coming up next and the other best song is coming up immediately after that yeah that's real so i i would always (laughs) just go infinity guitars skip skip and now it's time for real real
0: infinity guitars skip skip (laughs) i don't know it's time for real real though it is
1: Can, can you get why to did that? they have to? Why did they rename it from Ring Ring? I don't get it. Still to this day, what is the purpose of calling it Real Real instead?
2: Was that like? No, that wouldn't make sense.
1: Yeah, I have no. Idea is it to, like a? I don't. I don't know if it's like a slang thing. That's what like, I was thinking. But but like why? I
0: know nothing about New York City culture, so
1: because it does. I mean, how how New York is this album? This album never felt New York to me.
2: Yeah, I was honestly surprised when I reread that they're from New York. I just assumed they came from Florida. i mean i don't know
1: anything about the states i assume they're from like california or something yeah but i think that's just because like like 80s 90s high school pop culture is very california centric like it's not all california but it's a lot of california and when it's not california it's just like random midwest and this didn't really feel like midwest to me (laughs) (laughs) um yeah yeah. alexis
0: kraus taught uh she taught Fifth grade, wasn't uh, it? Spanish. She's taught Spanish at an elementary school in the Bronx. Huh.
1: I remember that one of the tags on Last FM was, "I wonder if she th- shows this to her fifth grade class." <laughs> I I really liked single use Last FM tags. They were always very fun. Yeah. Like post ironic beard core.
2: <laughs> wasn't that really long yeah. one about being in the being in the woods with a bear?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like uh, a
0: campfire and a tree and a. And a box of matches and my glasses and it's something about a bear, but the bear is really far away. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so yeah, real real is built primarily on a sample of "Can You Get to That" by Funkadelic. Just, uh, can you get to that? Which is from the album, which is from Maggot Brain. Which is like one a of good album. the best,
2: al- one of my favorite
1: albums, one of the greatest albums of all time. It's yeah, um, very good. And I just I, I I did find it like when when this album had just come out I was someone I followed on Twitter I cannot remember for the life of me who said it but it was like it's funny how the only song I liked on the Sleigh Bells album was the whitest lyrics possible put put over a funkadelic song, <laughs> <laughs> which like if you really think about that dissonance it sure is
0: yeah this is this is one of the only songs on the album where I feel like the lyrics are a little bit evocative. Because there's there there are lyrics here. It's not just you know a couple of things that are repeated.
1: Yeah, and it, like it, it really just um, this does seem like something like a fourteen to sixteen year old girl would write. And I don't yeah. mean I don't mean that in like a disparaging way. It's just like it's very stream of consciousness, and yeah. it it also just seems to be like a song written from the perspective of one girl to another girl, being like, "Don't worry, we'll we'll figure it out. We'll get through it. I'll help you through it. Just call, g- give me a call."
0: Yeah, the line about wonder what your boyfriend thinks about your braces always stands out to me.
1: And then, I'm yeah. all about them. What about them? And, yeah. what ab- and what about it?
2: Yeah, it's... I I feel like I didn't realize it until reading it just now, but, like, yeah, these lyrics feel very, like, first crush on a girl type thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, this is very...
2: This would not have felt yeah, out of place in my own notebook, I will say. Shit,
1: yeah, What if this song's what if this song's gay? Damn.
2: I'm gonna <laughs> declare it. Gay? I'm saying it.
1: Let's just, let's just pop a quick confirmed on that one. Let's just pop that, Let's,
2: let's, let's, do
0: that just so that we have the contrast with our last episode. Which <laughs> <Yeah>. is <laughs> the straightest album ever to exist.
1: Yeah, yeah, Japandroids did make the straightest music of all time. <laughs> it is kind of wild how not homoerotic their albums ever got. Yeah. Like, with all that bro energy in one place, and it just, it was never gay, not even once. You it, never it like might
0: been, it might have been you had to go to the live show to get the gay energy out of
2: it.
1: I mean, I saw Japanroids live like three times. Not a chance. <laughs>
2: I don't think I don't think I've ever I haven't listened to enough Japan droids to weigh in. They're
1: they're they're a perfectly fine band. They're another yeah. one where you just don't want to worry about the lyrics, but for different reasons. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's is I I don't wanna I don't wanna get back on the drug reference thing. Because uh-huh. I know that's that's <laughs> I know that's a thing that we always try to say isn't a thing that's happening. It's not
1: about drugs, you stupid fucking stoner.
0: <laughs> but but cutting straight A's in the bathroom does sound a whole lot like uh, cutting up Adderall and...
1: Uh, oh, that's like
2: 100%
0: what it is. Doing lines of it.
1: Yeah, um, the people on Genius seem to just think cutting their A's as in removing their A grades... By cutting class in the bathroom, and I just want to know what <laughs> nerd wrote that line so I could give him a fucking wedgie. <laughs> right.
0: Once again, genius is wrong, but in completely the opposite way.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <they're-> <laughs> it's about drugs, you stupid fucking normie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, this is not a straight edge song.
1: No. Yeah. No. I, I could. S- I- it could. Probably. It could be both. Really. Like just with like the uh, the energy that this album is bringing. I it. Could- Cut it in the bathroom could be a double meaning. Yeah, but it's 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 Adderall. It's they're talking about Adderall. Yeah, like yeah, and yeah, no. This this song has a lot of just like line couplets that I really like. So this is it. Then you're here to win, friend. I always really liked, and then yeah. of course like she had the the perfect tuning on her vocals for pick up the phone, then ring ring, call them up, tell them about the new trends. Which uh, I don't even I don't uh, even want to try to uh, do because right, I yeah. can't do it as well as her.
2: Also, just the way that like 16666 flows into itself and the way she sings it, it's just like, I don't know. It's one of those things where it's not a whole lot to it lyrically again, but it's just, it was the perfect combination of words to create like a vocal melody or a vocal effect that I think really helps Mm -hmm. this song just like become a lot
1: more stronger.
0: You form the terror pack and I'm aware of that. Well, we can fist fight drunk like the parent trap. (laughs) That's my favorite part of this song.
1: Yeah. What if the song's gay and also about the devil?
0: Oh, interesting! Confirmed. It could say... be about. Uh, it could be about um, whoever the Quaid was that was in the parent trap. Was that Dennis Quaid? Dennis. Yeah, it was said... Dennis Quaid and Lindsay
2: Lohan. I haven't watched that movie in a long time. I feel like the only part of it I ever remember is the ear piercing scene. Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> I think another another thing that that furthers the um the crush the the crush metaphor. Is when the when they ref it's like a Bob Dylan reference line, is how they they frame it on Genius. We're just the weathermen, you make the wind blow. Like, that sounds like such a first crush line to say to someone. Like, it does. You are so important that you make the wind blow. God damn. This is definitely gay.
2: This is some gay (laughs) stuff.
1: Especially following it up with keep thinking about every straight face. Wonder what your boyfriend thinks about your braces. What about them?
2: Yeah, this is like just confirmed, confirmed, confirmed,
1: confirmed.
0: I I like your braces, by the way.
1: Your braces are real cute. All
0: right, should we should we move on to what is arguably the the most popular song on the album?
1: Time to set that crown on the ground, Short King.
3: (laughs)
0: I never doubted it, personally. I,
1: I straight always, shouted it. I couldn't care less. Yeah, me looking at these lyrics right now is like that one face from that one three-word phrase comic um, where he has all the question marks because it's just like, wait, 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 this song has lyrics?
0: It does. Yeah. It's not just vowels.
1: I'm like, I'm looking at it, and I'm like, I could hear some of these words, I guess. I'm just like, oh, yeah, I could, I remember endless, endless, because that's when the guitar drops out. It's the endless, only audible lyrics endless. in the whole- yeah. And yeah, this original, one has the original, original a lot demo of... of
0: this was just the loudest the loudest possible like rectangle that they could make.
1: I yeah. think I broke up I think I broke a pair of sun of Skull Candy earphones with this.
2: <laughs> I broke my car speakers in high school with this song. For sure. Oh god. <laughs> like I was coming I was definitely peeling out senior year of high school playing this album and like Crown of the Ground would come on and my speakers would just crumble. Like you could just hear
1: the crackle the way yeah, her,
0: this, th- this is uh this is sponge spongebase.avi.
1: yeah <laughs> the uh the way that this uh that her vocals like kind of it's like a half sing half chant kind of like lilting vocal yeah. and then yeah when at the end of the vote na 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 it's like yeah it's such a good melody that i never cared what she was saying
0: yeah it doesn't matter
1: but yeah, I guess set that crown as be like, set that crown on the ground, basically just like, you know, cool off, chill, you know, you're not the best, maybe, maybe stop thinking of yourself so highly.
0: Yeah, you need the spotlight, you need to sit tight, you want a, you want a real fight, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh,
1: and I'm also just remembering, hey, hey, remember when Donald Glover just like, rapped over some songs?
0: <laughs> yeah, I am just a rapper.
1: He sure did rap over this one, huh? Did yeah. he really? Yeah, I I need to look up the lyrics for it because I know they were bad.
0: Oh yeah, there there was not really much. There there, there was about as much lyrically redeeming on on that mixtape as there was in this song. Uh,
1: <laughs> fuck yeah, fuck yeah, I'm feeling myself. No lotion. Ooh, <laughs> all right. Uh, sicker than your grandma. Pass the mixtape to a friend like Chandler. Ugh. Ooh, oh no you're not gonna like this one fuck a girl's pussy bright red like snapper
0: Ugh <sighs> <sighs> Terrible. He, just, he just had to make it about his dick didn't he he
1: sure did
0: he had to make it about his dong lover
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah the less that's said about i'm just a rapper the better i suppose even though we have brought it up more than once
0: <laughs> yeah we'll 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 get to camp eventually
1: <laughs> we'll give Camp
0: what it deserves.
1: We, we have to. We have to get through the Academist first, so we get through like the most famous songs on his first one, right? Because he also did two weeks.
0: That's true. He's rapping over Grizzly Bear. What the fuck?
1: <laughs> and yeah, yeah refer- anyway, crown a on lot of crowned. a lot of references to like class. It's it's this this album is a high schoolish album, which is funny because it yeah. came out in my first year of university. But whatever.
0: Yeah, this came out the year that I uh, that I met MJ, uh, my oh. wife.
1: Your wife? Oh, she's my wife. Satan Borat voice. goddammit. damn it! Satan Chance the rapper voice. <laughs> Satan Chance the rapper voice. Chance I love my, voice, wife. my wife. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I
2: I love I love sleigh bells. My wife.
1: <laughs> and yeah, no, I can see why this song blew up as it did because nothing yeah. really sounded that much like it. Like I know that yeah, there,
0: with without all the noise added, there was definitely stuff that sounded like this, but. Yeah, they, they combined the two things.
1: Sometimes when you put two things together, it's very good.
0: Yeah, like making a Doctor <laughs> Who Minions T-shirt.
1: Fuck you, David. God, <laughs> <laughs> terrible. Then we got we got straight A's.
0: Yeah, the shortest song on the album.
1: This was the one that uh, I didn't realize had had lyrics. The, the thing yeah, about the song is that they reference they reference straight A's throughout the album like four different times. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of songs mention it because I guess Alexis Krause was a nerd when she went to school. Yeah,
2: that's why. Yeah, sounds
0: about right.
1: <laughs> also the drug reference, obviously.
0: Yeah, gotta get that one in there.
1: But yeah, um, Genius has it as ain't no sleep, we want straight A's. Which, which like, sounds
0: nothing like what it sounds like yeah, on the Yeah, right?
1: Because especially... They're actually saying, Halo 3, I want to game. <laughs> I, do legitimately, yeah. I do legitimately hear Halo 3 for the first part of the line. It has been my persistent earworm for the last nine years. Game, 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 game. But yeah, ain't life sweet, reverse revenge is how the okay. lyrics are written in the lyric sheet. Which doesn't sound real either.
0: No, it also doesn't sound real the the effect that they put on her voice in this song. Yeah,
1: I
2: feel like yeah. I did I like the best I could figure out is that I think they probably just maxed out her vocals and then did any production
1: afterwards.
0: Yeah. I think yeah. they pitched her up a couple of notes.
1: They, they they clipped her to high hell. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like I think they took it and made it and just kept like maxing it until there was it was just a pure rectangle. Like there was no <laughs> dynamics whatsoever. Right. This is like and a that's weird... when they just that's so, when they decided it was high enough.
2: Yeah. Right. This is like a weird music production. I don't know. I, I was thinking about this, and I'm wondering if they even did like. There's some Radiohead song that does this too, where it's just you get something so loud that when it clips, it creates its own like rhythm to it. Yeah. And I hear that in the yeah. vocals, especially in the song, which is why I'm wondering if it's like they maxed it the heck
1: out before they did everything else. I never Crystal really...
0: Castles did that a lot too. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I um I like that this song is short.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, the
1: um the gu- the guitar riff is real good, but yeah, it... but
0: you 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 need a break real quick.
1: Yeah, mm. and you get like twenty seconds of a break before the next song goes the fuck off.
0: <laughs> yeah, next song is A slash B machines.
1: I keep my A-machines on the k- t- table. Where do you keep your B-machines?
2: I mean, I've got my B-machines underneath the table, but I still don't have drawers put in.
1: Yeah. I, <laughs> I got keep, my A-machine I... on the table, and then my B-machine is on top of the A-machine. Because <laughs> I'm just going to say that my A-machine's my mic, and my B-machine's my preamp.
0: Yeah. Got your got your nanu boy on the table, got your looker boy on the chair.
1: <laughs> yeah, they, they have since moved, but that is where they were when I started recording. Um... Uh, my A machine on the table is my Nintendo Switch. My B machine in the drawer is the Wii U, <laughs> the backup gaming machine that we don't use as much. Do I anymore.
0: have in my drawer right now. Anyway, I've got uh, I've got two padlocks. One was on a storage locker. One was on my high school locker. Uh, I've got a I've got a Loudred toy that I got at Burger King when we all went to uh, Alabama.
1: I also <laughs> have a Loudred toy from the same Burger King. Yep. I do like to have it. Um, i got my old
0: Pixel 1.
1: I still use my Pixel 1. It is still my primary phone. Why is there four of them now? <laughs> you ever phones but too much?
0: Yeah, Black Mirror.
1: It's Black Mirror, folks. Um, <laughs> this song has the best stomp hand clap on the whole album, which yeah. is saying something because this whole album is stomps and hand claps.
2: It's just the masterclass in it. But yeah, I agree. Yeah. This is... Everything about and this feels
1: so good um, I don't know what the actual name of the song is But the um, The song that's sampled in Pump It by Black Eyed Peas
2: Oh, Miseraloo?
1: Yeah, it's that guitar <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's yeah basically That's basically what the guitar is doing in this song And yeah. I appreciate it I feel really embarrassed knowing The Black Eyed Peas better than what they're sampling But you know <laughs>
0: Yeah, Dick Dale. We, Dick
1: Dale. yeah. We were all we were all young once. True. Um but yeah, I got my A machines on the table, got my B machines in the drawer. I got my A machines on the table, got my B machines in the drawer. Got my A machines on the table, got my B machines in the drawer. This song has the best lyrics on the album.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, they they referenced that in the uh in the Pitchfork review about how it's effectively just like a wop bop a loo bop wop bam boom type of situation.
1: <laughs> it's a do run run.
0: Yeah. Jesus. Which
1: is it's is just right for what the music tries for.
0: Yeah, they just needed something that sounded rhythmic and good.
1: And they succeeded. But like there's not much else to say about it. It's just it's yeah. a good track. Um yeah, it's a really good track to run to. I don't know if anyone's ever tried that, but it's very very good to run to. I like that uh, because it has r- thing.
0: She does the thing again where it's overdubbed with uh the 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 uh yelling and singing at the same time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And also just some like uh some screams cut in.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's, there's yeah. been a couple of different songs I've noticed where there's just like a few carefully placed, just high-pitched s- screams. Yeah, um, like this it's a big one. in, I think Kids, no, Infinity Guitar.
0: Mm, yeah, I think so. I, I think I'm trying to think. There was some other some other popular song from around this time that did the same thing with the cutout to a scream for like a second.
1: Yeah, it happens. I, think, I, I the the I mil- ha- more recent example I can think of it is. Um, the Grimes song about being a pansexual vampire. Which one is that?
2: Like, all of them?
1: Oh, it's uh, it's Kill V Mame. That, yeah. that, that, that song has a bunch of random screens sampled into it as well, around Declare, the choruses. war! <laughs> I wish Grimes wasn't so much the way she is, and was maybe like 75%. Yeah, also, we really should have seen it coming. And also no Elon Musk.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Um... The last song on the album is the title track. Treats. We got our treats. We got our sweets.
2: And this, this one, I don't know. I feel like similar to how "Talon" was like the perfect intro for this album. I feel like this is the best way to exit it.
1: Yeah, no, it's Mm -hmm. it's often I would just skip it and end the album because it's like I listen to AB Machines and I'm like, you know what, I'm good. But also, it had a yeah, it had a good transition into it. So often, I would just end up listening to the whole thing. But yeah, it's a lot slower than the rest of the album.
0: It's the slow headbang song
2: yeah absolutely. Yeah. it would trip me up sometimes though uh because it's it's intro reminds me so much of um boulevard of broken dreams by green day they both have yeah. like that same like kind of wavering guitar I that intro. Same thought in the car earlier the tremolo
0: on
1: the guitar <laughs> yeah. sounds exactly like boulevard of broken dreams yeah no you i i can hear That's it like, absolutely yeah confirmed
2: so, a lot of times when it would come up on Shuffle, I would just get mad because I'd want to be listening to Green Day and then <laughs> instead I get Slayer.
1: I can't believe it. I want Green- a drummer, boy. <laughs> it's just singing about a heavy metal band. Sing yeah. with me, fall with me, deal with me. March to the and beat. Then some, And then some O's. Yeah,
2: I was about to say, I really love that phrase can they bomb heaven? Like I think they can. I think, think that's what this album is. This is just them bombing heaven.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They just aimed the speakers up. And they needed as many <laughs> rectangles as possible to make it the whole way.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, everyone else at this time was doing triangles. Slaybells Bells was doing rectangles.
1: That's the secret. That's How you get up there? Yeah. Um. But yeah. Another one where I don't really consider the lyrics, and they don't seem to mean all that much. But I do like uh, ending the album with "Let the enemy sing with me." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seems like a nice bratty line to end on.
0: Yeah, there's there's some there's some big uh. Braddy high school girl energy throughout this whole album yeah. and I appreciate that
2: yeah I feel like it's it's the best kind of bratty energy it's like a very justified bratty energy where it's like yeah. no I'm gonna be kind of obnoxious about it because it's good
3: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> because uh, this is who I am and this is who my friends are and if you don't like it then you can get out of my top 8 bitch
2: exactly bro we are teens problem
1: <laughs> problem <laughs>
0: <laughs> Dear Mom, just because it's your house doesn't mean it's not my privacy. Teens. <laughs> the,
1: does this album best encapsulate the concept of teen swag? I would say so. It might.
2: Especially with the way it's throwing in like weird club synths all the time.
1: Yeah, I don't know, I guess
2: I just associate club synths with teen swag. If,
1: out, if, they're,
0: if they're teen swag then what band is teen class?
1: Hmm. I don't know, probably no one worth listening to
0: probably like bright eyes which which band is the most sapiosexual teens
1: Mm, don't say to these words to me
2: (laughs) Maroon five there you go Mm,
1: don't like it don't like it at all no (laughs) so that's album that's album a tight like what like 33 35 minutes long
0: yeah i i was still going the same direction when I, st- I, when I started the album, I was going one direction, and I was still going the same direction when the album finished.
1: I do appreciate that. I pre- we stand a short album. <laughs> uh, yeah, short
0: short albums rise up.
1: Yeah, um, Brooks and Eddie uh, on Fun Point this week are doing the Love Below, which is like seventy six minutes long. Are they, are they doing just
2: the Love Below, or are they doing the Speaker Box too?
1: Yeah, yeah, they did Speaker Box uh, two weeks ago. Oh, okay. also, which is also long.
0: And they, they did East, which is also an incredibly uh Isn't East like almost an hour, if yeah, not East, an hour?
1: East is fifty-five minutes long. And it's okay, only like yeah. six tracks. Yep. Five tracks.
2: Jeez. <laughs> yep.
1: Joanna fucking did that. But yeah, treats. That's the album. Um I think it holds up really well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I feel
0: like the the lack of really trying to make too much of a message out of it um makes it age better than Maybe some other music at the time.
1: Mm-hmm. And yeah, not having to think too hard about the lyrics. Having like the the sonics of the album were pretty unique for the time. And people have who have been doing it since have not been doing it as well. Because sometimes you'll get uh, someone who originates a sound and then everyone just does it better than them. It, yeah. it, it, it yeah. has happened in the history of tunes. Um, hasn't really happened here. I don't think anyone's really approached this uh the the noise pop angle the same way so so what do you think uh i kind of agree i
2: feel like this album really holds up super well especially because it's it's more of a i feel like what makes the album good is that sound and not the fact that like i feel like a lot of other albums from this era feel very dated nowadays because they're like I, i don't know there's certain sounds that i just heavily associate with like 2008 to 2012 um very, oh, you, were, like, you were
0: at the you were at the no d Hunter show so i trust your uh abilities to recognize that
2: yeah no exactly like uh stuff like that or oh uh, there's, there's like a band that's on the tip of my brain that i can't i can't get to come to mind right now oh akron ohio or akron family whatever it was called not akron ohio
0: nice. oh
2: yeah we brought what? them up
0: uh as animal collective sound alikes during the mpp episode
2: yeah yeah, yeah. I feel like I just if I hear an Akron Family album, I assume that it's some sort of period film from two thousand ten. Right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I. I never really. Uh, I. I did like Reign of Terror, and then I. One of the singles from their next album. I don't remember what the single was, but I hated it so much that I never checked out the album or anything that came after it.
2: Yeah, it was. I was going back through it. I think that Reign of Terror. I will personally say I think Reign of Terror is better than Treats, and I think it should have mm. gotten... I think it should get more credit than it gets. But everything yeah. they've put out afterwards has just been very hard to get into. Because it's just... Reign of
0: Terror got, like, a much worse review on Pitchfork, I feel like.
2: I was looking it up, uh, it's so it didn't even get that much of a lower score than It
1: Treats. got 8.2, didn't it? Yeah, it got 8.2 oh, yeah. instead it of
2: got 8.2. 8.2. Huh. But,
0: I, like,
1: I, I, sim- I seem to
0: remember it getting worse than that, but... But it didn't get Best New Music, so I guess it's not necessarily eligible for this podcast, which is sad. Right. Yeah,
1: until we just, you know, break our own rules, which I'm sure we'll do.
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll run out of the b we actually want to talk to
1: uh, about at some point. Yeah, yeah. Right.
2: Oh, man, now I'm just reading the rate of Terror you and getting mad.
1: <laughs> I yeah. mean, you can't, you can't talk about Pitchfork for a whole hour without getting mad.
2: <laughs> like, uh, just this comparison of the song Demons to Beavis and Butthead is very frustrating to me. that just just
0: feels like lazy writing at that point
2: yeah this whole album like they it's it's really wild how much they turned on sleigh bells between treats and Mm reign of terror
0: even yeah they gave they did the famous pitchfork move of giving them a decent score but still shitting all
2: over them
1: yeah pretty much even though like yeah it's always it's always weird when that happens because you know that the scores are like an editorial thing Right, so it's like who on the editorial board really liked the album and forced the high score higher.
0: <laughs> Speaking of the scores, uh, Pitchfork released their uh, best tracks and albums of the twenty uh, tens uh, since we recorded last. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I don't know if we wanted to really touch on that or anything, but I thought there was. I mean, a lot I definitely, of, uh, I definitely would see bias in what they uh, put out.
1: Yeah. That tends to be how they operate with their lists. Right. Um, Treats was on it, though, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, it's like 158, I think. it's
1: Yeah, so not as high as it should be. It should be much higher. Uh, but yeah, no, we could, in theory, do a whole episode about that list, but I would not want to get that <laughs> mad. We'll <laughs> see. We'll see. Yeah. Ian
0: Cohen was getting a little bit, uh, getting a little salty on Twitter about it. He kept bringing up, like, chill wave artists that didn't get their, uh, didn't get their dues.
1: Oh. I mean, Chillwave definitely did not get its due Yeah Chillwave invented so much
0: Ian Cohen, come on Tuning Fork <laughs> Ian
1: Cohen, come on Tuning Fork
0: We'll let you talk about albums unlike your employer <laughs> Anything else to say about Sleigh Bells and or Treats?
1: No, I think, uh, I think I've think i got I've, I've said my piece It's good, yeah. I like to hear it Yeah, yeah me I th-
2: too I think just reiterating how much I enjoyed their live show I think is what helped this band be a lot bigger in my eyes Yeah like, the, cause I don't, they came out with just a wall of Marshall stacks. Like it had to have been about <laughs> 60 feet long and it was like a good 20, 30 of them. And that was their sound system.
1: Yeah. It sounds about right. It sounds like Japan droids, uh, Marshall setup as well with their, with their yeah. speakers.
0: Yeah. Just every single amp hooked up to a single guitar.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. I think it was, I think they had two guitarists when I saw them. Oh,
0: interesting. Did they have another? Did they have a second, like touring, uh, guitar player?
2: Yeah, there was a second boy. I think he was shorter than Derek. Probably so that Derek could feel a little better. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I mean, <it laughs> he makes... was wearing
0: he was wearing some some bigger shoes.
2: They gave Derek an Apple
0: box.
1: I think it makes sense though, just because like a lot of the songs. I, I mean, I feel like more of the songs have samples than are actually credited because the the funkadelic one's the only one that's like listed. Yeah, but I'd be
2: really curious to. Figure there's out. more.
1: Th- there's generally more than one guitar going at a time. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. This is an album I feel like which is pretty easy to uh translate to a live show. Like the backing tracks you can pretty much just run off of a laptop.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that's even what they did. Or just an actual or just
1: an actual drum machine, which I'm sure they had.
0: Yeah.
2: I think it was backing tracks actually. I don't think they had anyone doing any live programming.
0: Yeah, when I saw them it was I think just backing tracks and then Derek with a guitar and Alexis. But then you get bands like that, uh, that wrote an album only for the recording studio and then come back and make a live show out of it.
1: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) They're just like, wait, how the fuck are we going to play this? Yeah, (laughs) like, uh,
0: like Tortoise with TNT. Oh, my God. Pitchfork has uh, a full album performance of that, of that album up on their YouTube channel. And I recommend that everyone go watch that because it's, it's very good. Hell yeah. Nice. I'll have to check that out for sure. All right. Um, well, that's been Tuning Fork. Uh, I'm David. You can follow Tuning Fork on Twitter at at Tuning uh, I've got a, another podcast on Noise Space called The Stick with uh, my co-host Zoe, where we talk about Homestar Runner. And uh, you can follow me on Twitter at, at Daves with three Vs.
1: Like the funny landlord. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm Matt. You can follow me on Twitter at MattGCN. I do a lot of podcasts. You could find all of them at xyz and um, the xyz Twitter, which is just XYZ, now just auto tweets episodes as they're posted, which is very convenient for me. So that's why I spent like a whole hour wrestling, uh, a whole whole day on the weekend wrestling with the PHP to get it to function. So now, yeah, we, have, also now we have. Yeah, you also did an that. entire
0: site migration recently. Yes, which, I did. Uh... Which on, was good.
1: I we're, don't on like dr- to see it. we're on DreamHost now, baby. Yep. Nice. Congrats. I'm sure that's a
2: ton of work. All is. I'm Zo. Uh I can be found on Twitter at Monsanto Obama. I don't Which just... I love.
1: <laughs> Such a good name.
2: I appreciate that. Um I don't really do podcasts. I've been writing a lot more recently. I got published on PaintBucket.Poetry. poetry or paintbucket.page. Yeah. That was pretty yeah. fun. Hell yeah. Which was great, because that's gone.
0: You've been doing readings and stuff lately?
2: Yeah, yeah, I actually just did one last night, uh, downtown Olympia, if you're ever in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. And
0: uh, Go see Zoe, go see she's good.
1: Yeah. Hell yeah.
0: Well, as we always say, I had never seen a shooting star before.
1: I had never seen a shooting star before. I had
2: never really seen a shooting star before. 10.0, listen to Kid A. <laughs>